What is it, not lassie? <laughs> Listeners can become a patron on Podbean <laughs> and gain access to exclusive content for as little as $5 a month. What do they get? <laughs> Outtakes? <laughs> lost episodes? <laughs> bloopers? <laughs> and swag. Yes, their contribution will help keep that taxi podcast going. And Timmy fell down the well again? Well, okay, let's go get him. Yeah, you're right. Fuck that little kid. He's got to learn sometime. In today's episode of That Taxi Podcast... And I know there's a weed store four blocks away. Yeah. I said, ah, just walk down there. Four blocks is not that bad. Right, four blocks. Four blacks. (laughs) Four blocks there, four blocks black. Canceled. <laughs> oh, Lordy. As I'm driving by, he turns to yell at me, turn off your fucking high beams. Oh, for goodness sakes. And I'm like, dude, I did it so I could see those high beams. <laughs> so we're driving down, and I keep looking over, and I, like, shake the car a little to see if <laughs> I can get, her, get rouster. No, not do that. I know, I know. Just to rouster her a little bit. To, You're like, oh, what's that? To, to make her, to make her <clears throat> you know, shift or something. She doesn't. God, I think I've got a dead person here. What am I going to do? Welcome to That Taxi Podcast. I'm Thomas. And I'm Taxi David, author of Too Much to Handle, a series of hilarious cartoons of all the crazy things that happen in and around my taxi. Thanks for jumping into our cab for a ride-along. Yeah, we've been driving taxi for years, and we love to talk about work. You mean bitch about work. Yeah, okay, that's true. Everybody does bitch about work. We know you'll find this entertaining. Sure will, because we have a unique point of view as nighttime taxi drivers. That Taxi Podcast drops every Wednesday on Spotify and wherever else you get this podcast. Uh, Thomas, I think you mean to say wherever you get your podcast. No, Einstein. I mean wherever they get this podcast. I don't care where they get their other podcasts. (laughs) Okay, okay, yes. Uh, Okay, well, let's go. Up we go. you a merry christmas we wish you a merry christmas we wish you a... thomas is yawning on his way to the cab i don't know why i'm singing christmas songs a christmas we song. a flip-flop stepped on a pop top cut my heel had to cruise on back home but there's booze in the blender and soon it will render that frozen concoction it helps me hang on if it weren't for the lyrics i might not have recognized the song <laughs> hey i'm doing the best i can i bet i know why you're singing that song why would i be singing what is that song margaritaville wasting away wasting away in margaritaville so why were you singing this song? because i was looking for a lost shaker of salt or a woman to blame that seems more. I know it's on my own damn fault. Yeah, that's right. Jimmy Buffett passed away. That's right. That's why I suspected you were. Uh, yeah, I've yeah. always kind of liked that song. That was always one of my favorites. It's catchy. Yeah, kind of like singing Neil Diamond's uh, some of Neil Diamond songs, just because they're yeah. super catchy. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Except it's. Uh, Except you can't think Jimmy of any Buffett. right now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one everyone sings when they go? Uh, Delilah. No. no uh, it's the one they sing at the hockey games, right? It's when they sing at everything. Mm. 
Sweet Caroline. Bop, bop, bum. Everybody does that. There's even a whiskey commercial now with everybody in the bar singing that. Yeah. I, I think of like uh, these resorts where they'll, they'll, wherever, you know, people sing it. I think you just want to shoot them all in the head if you, yeah. work, if you work there. It's yeah. like, oh my God, please. I would feel so embarrassed the next morning if I realized I was one of those people in the bar singing along. <laughs> yeah. Or picked it for karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> How was your week? What's going on? My week was great, man. I uh, got here quite early this time today, though. Yeah, you were here. I, we usually meet at 30. Right. I dropped my daughter off. Uh, she and her friend were meeting downtown. So I just said, yeah, I'll just drop you off. I'll just hang around downtown. What time was that? That was about 1.30. Yeah, Four hours. This is me at 1.30. I figured I'd just uh, come down to the hut, maybe have my sandwich early. And as I pull into the parking spot, I'm realizing, you know what? I don't have any weed. And I know there's a weed store four blocks away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so I said, ah, I'll just walk down there. I learned some. Four blocks is not that bad. Right. Four blocks. Four blocks. <laughs> four blocks is very bad. But then you had to come back and there were eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We don't know why we're laughing. <sighs> four blocks there. Four blocks black. <laughs> Four, that's hard to say. Four blocks down, and then the return trip was also four blocks. <laughs> Canceled. <laughs> oh lordy! Uh, but that was a that's that was a workout, huh? For an overweight guy like me, and but I learned a few valuable lessons on this little journey of mine. Would you like to hear them? Oh, you had some thoughts. Oh, uh -huh. okay. Number one. He's reading off some thoughts he wrote down wrote from that down. experience. Yeah. I should not do this without wearing my compression knee sleeves. Sure. Okay. I realized that about a block and a half into the yeah. is my knee strength. What are you what are you wearing on your feet? Oh my oh. combat combat boots. Okay. My work boots. It's impossible for me to walk on the opposite side of the street as the cat cafe. It's just <laughs> It's impossible. You have to pass the cat. I have to walk to... by the windows and go. Oh, I can, can. Did you stop? I did. I yeah, walked, you did. No, I walked by the windows and. So it took you a half hour to walk four it blocks. It took an there. extra couple of minutes. Okay, yeah. Because the keys are distracting. They were very intrigued, intrigued by my presence. So. Oh, boo. Now this next thing, I found out, uh, we could actually do a street segment on this. Okay. Is walking up to random people and just complimenting them on something. Maybe they're wearing or, you know, mm -hmm. the hairstyle or something like that. And I did that to about four or five people and I got positive response. I, I dated a girl whose daughter did that, to, but she did it very naturally to everybody, like at the store or at the bank or in a restaurant. I like your your bracelet. I like the way you've done your hair. Oh, okay. I like your shirt. Well, that's very nice of her. Yeah, she's she did that naturally. At like Except someone seven. on the next aisle hears, hears her say, I like your shoes and... Hey, you said you like my shoes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, that would be kind of fun to do to people. Like maybe say that to everybody. And see what the reaction and see, is. Yeah, say, I like your shoes and see what the reactions are. I like your boobs. You can't say that. <laughs> okay, yeah. I like You're looking way, at those right there. I like the way your thighs rub as you walk past me. I like the way you wear your Yeah, hair. we could do that. Yeah, that would be fun. be fun. Yeah. Final thought is, no matter how hard you thump the bass... You can't be gangster in a Subaru Outback because I saw someone trying. So in this, and I wasn't buying. 
I think that, uh, yeah, this area, boys and girls, is very um, REI, mm-hmm. um, hikey, sort of canoe and kayaking, kayaking yeah. uh, ski, because we have a mountain that's only 30, 40 minutes away. Mm-hmm. And uh, we could play a game at how many Subarus we see drive past right. us, because it's going to be astronomical. Subaru Outback, not just for lesbians anymore. So for tree hugging gangsters. Yeah. Tree hugging gangsters. <laughs> I had an interesting uh, ride. I picked up this uh, woman and her husband from one of the bars in town and drove them to one of the nice hotels in town. She was just very excited to say, oh, I'm, I'm, I was actually in Seattle. I'm from Seattle. I'm up here visiting my daughter. I was part of the, the Nintendo presentation, not E3, but like that. But specifically for Nintendo, okay. right? Mm-hmm. I think and, we get the idea. Yeah. And I said, Nintendo, that's kind of cool. Because years ago when I was teaching, I was teaching storytelling and screenwriting. And I was invited by a school out of Seattle to come down and uh, have a booth during a, what do you call it, job fair. And I had a booth about the film industry. Well, there was another booth there that was the Nintendo booth. And I had brought my son. He was seven or eight at the time. He, he came along to be with me. And he's like, hey, Dad, can I go... I gave him permission to go sit with the guy at the Nintendo booth, and he never came back. <laughs> and he had swag. Everybody was going there for oh, T-shirts sure. and and pins. And he actually, my son came away with. How old were, was your son at the time? Seven or eight. Okay. Yeah. He also got two different Game Boy games from him. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, and then it's, and then at lunchtime he went and sat with the guy. <laughs> It's like, because we all went to the cafeteria, they closed down the thing so that we could all go eat and stuff. So I ended up having to go and sit over with my son because my son wouldn't sit with me. And um, you know what? I I saw this as an opportunity for him to just really get into the thing that he's just fascinated with, you know? And at the end of the day, the guy said, hey, listen, when you become 18 or are looking for a job when you're out of high school, you come find me. And over the years, we've talked about it, but we forgot his name. Uh, and Luke recently, probably a week ago, we talked about it and he said, I think his name was something Forrest. Well, anyway, I say to this woman, what I just told you. And I said, uh, it was something Forrest. And she goes, Oh, that's, uh, Forrest. Oh. And I'm like, get the hell out of here. And she's like, yeah, I know him very well. He's still in the industry. He's not with Nintendo anymore, but she said, yeah, look him up on uh, LinkedIn or on Instagram and have him get a hold of him. He will remember because he's that kind of guy. Yeah. And she gave me her name. She said, and you can have him reach out to me too, if he wants to be involved with Nintendo somehow. Oh, nice. Yeah. And this is where I feel like the universe sort of, because we just talked about it a week before and there's this energy that kind of brings these things into your environment. There was no reason I should have been able to pick up this couple. I had other things I could be doing, you know? So I, as soon as I shoot, they got out, I said, I'm calling them right now to tell them everything. So mm-hmm. it was really exciting. It was a really neat sort of positive movement. Do you think he'll follow up on this? Um, whether he does or doesn't, I'm not going to take issue with. Sure. But I do think he wants to. Okay. This, Are you going to encourage him to? Yes, I already did. I said, this didn't happen out of a vacuum. Right. You know, this, this wasn't an accident. This was not an accident. This is an opportunity because he's had other opportunities before as he was growing up and just sort of let them all slide away mm-hmm. and it you know as a as a parent that can be very frustrating right. and it's but, very hard to say don't let this one fall through you right no I, I don't want to do that and i said 
if you do or don't, it's okay. Uh -huh. But I just feel like this came so into your path. decision he makes, you're perfectly you're fine with support yeah. either yeah. way. That's because good. our paths are the paths that we take in our lives and the choices that we make and the plans that we make, they happen because we're ready or not ready. And I thought that past was already done for him. He already missed great opportunity, but he wasn't ready. But then it resurfaces again at a point in his life where he needs a North Star. He needs something. Cool. Yeah, it's cool. That well, was what happened. Good luck to you, Luke. And yeah, I'm excited for him. So now you got uh, 14 people at List Door Podcast calling me. <laughs> hey, I'm not kidding you. Uh... Oh, crap. And, and then Luke will call and he'll be like, oh, yeah, we just had a whole bunch of people call. Yeah. Uh, sorry, we don't have anything for you. <laughs> I'm going to beep out his first name. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, you, you want to get started? Yeah, let's do an episode. Welcome to The Dispatcher. We've hijacked the spinning wheel from the classic board game, The Game of Life. And each number on that wheel is assigned a different topic for us to discuss. And just like our conversations in the taxi, we never know what we're going to talk about. Yeah, that's what makes what we do so real. So let's see where the dispatcher sends us now. The dispatcher. 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 Let's spin the wheel. Oh, nine. Nueve. Nine. Nine. Is that gear grinder? Yeah. Did we have a gear grinder previously? Grinded your mom's gears last night. Do you need a timeout? Watch it. I ignore her now. So do you have a Which gear is obvious with the amount of times she sticks her nose into my business, right? <laughs> I don't know if you remember I had uh, I think it was when we were talking with Alex and I mentioned that I had a really bad day the day before or something like that. And there's several things that had piled up that was pissing me off. And, oh, yeah, I remember. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, another one of those instant instances was I'm traveling down. Uh, it's from pretty close to the freeway, but it goes down the street for a couple miles to get down to the waterfront. And uh, it's dark down there, and there's no street lights. And it was nighttime. So I see movement ahead of me crossing the street so i flip on my brights so i can see better and it's a guy wearing all black of course yeah. and a black fisherman's cap mm. and uh crossing the street with a little razor scooter that had also been painted black and as i'm driving by he turns to yell at me turn off your fucking high beams oh for goodness sakes and i'm like dude i did it so i could see those high beams You're distracting me. No, I'm not doing that. You said you wanted to park somewhere with action. You picked this spot. We could have just gone by the cave. Oh, this is my... Kitty. No, oh yeah, that would be distracting. <laughs> Either boobs or pussy, but I'm going to be looking at one of them. But it just kind of ticked me off that he had the audacity to be blacked out like that in the dark and mad at me for turning my high beams on so I could see him better. Yeah, the audacity. Okay. Um, I get that in certain neighborhoods, but most people, like if I'm in the neighborhood, I, I'll turn on my brights because I see shadows. Mm -hmm. I've never had anybody yell at me for that. Though, right. Because they know I'm trying not to hit them. Right. 
you know, this is what, how old was this person? Mid twenties. Okay. So punk kid. Yeah. Um, one of, near one of the homeless encampment areas. Okay. Which is why he probably was in dark clothes. Right. right? And I know this seems stereotypical here and why his razor was probably painted black instead of the natural silver. Right. To paint over the, so he can get numbers. in and out. Yeah. Well, he can, <laughs> that he can rob shit and get out yeah. without being seen. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, that, that was frustrating to me. Yeah, I get it. That's a gear grinder. I get it. Um, I, I did a cartoon about this one for me. I had somebody um, yell at me. I was leaving um, the adjacent neighborhood here uh, and coming into town. And I, I just had somebody at the intersection say, watch where you're going. But I saw no one. Mm -hmm. I looked all around like, oh, did I almost hit somebody? I saw no one. Right. It was, whoever it was, was probably dressed all in black. And I don't know if they were a pedestrian or a bicyclist, because I still couldn't find them, even when I looked. Yeah, that can be frustrating. Yeah. That is a gear grinder of mine. I don't want, that's actually a fear I have. I'm going to hit somebody and I don't. Well, the thing is, you try to be focused and pay attention to your surroundings all the time. But there, you have to admit, there are sometimes you lapse a little bit and you're not paying quite as much attention as you should be. Right. Yeah. And when someone yells at you, look where you're going, you're thinking, oh, my God. Yeah, no. what did I miss? Right. What did I, I'm so sorry. But no, there was no reason for me to think that. No, no. Um, my gear grinder just kind of happened a minute ago. Was this, you were talking about Subarus, but these low, these Subarus that are, there's one that I saw recently. It's all low to the ground with tilted wheels, which I just don't see the right. practicality yeah. of that at all. And the big wing on the back. Yeah, I saw them coming up to the 7-Eleven a couple nights ago, and they have to drive at .01 mile an hour in order to get over even just the, it's not a curb, it's the ramp. You right, know. just to go up the just sidewalk. Just up, yeah, and uh, why? It's just the fashion trend of the time, it's just the... I guess people like cars. Car thing of the yeah. time. Remember <laughs> when cars, the muscle cars used to jack up the rear end? To, you know, you don't see that anymore either. So. One of my mechanic buddies uh, works on the cars. He likes those cars that are all rusted out a certain way. Mm -hmm. They're like completely rusted. And I'm like, that looks like garbage. But it turns out there's this whole subculture, mm -hmm. you know, of people who like these sort of sure. rusted out cars. So that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and nowadays you hear them all just coming down the street more like a higher yeah those are the subies yeah i think they call that key tuned am i old whining and complaining about the youth and their fancy cars and stuff yeah that's kind of uh they're just annoying though aren't they're not a real gear grinder are they i'm gonna say it's kind of the same it irritates me Okay. It's not just annoying. It, it irritates Okay, me. I understand. Yeah. yeah. That's where I feel like I'm old. Well, I have kind of the thing on the freeway. If you're in the slow lane, you know, doing the speed limit or whatever, and someone zooms past you in the passing lane, which is fine, and then cuts over in front of you and cuts over immediately again to get on the <laughs> off-ramp. Instead of just waiting for you. Instead of just get pulling in behind you, <laughs> you know, they mm -hmm. were going to, they saved what, a half a second? By doing that, mm -hmm. that, that's pretty irritating to me when yeah. people do that. I almost want to like get on the on ramp behind them and just hit my high beams and tailgate them, and but I don't. Yeah, 
uh, yeah, with all those people racing around, like, and they're in such a hurry, like, I always say, like, well, maybe they have to poop. But to cut you off to get to the sure. on-ramp when they could have just yeah, pulled yeah, them just, behind. Or stepped on their brakes and let you go flying by, and then you would, you could take the ramp. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, wow, we're already on the next wheel. Or where's our wheel? wheel Stunt. Stunt. Hey. Seven. Siete. You don't have to say everything in Spanish. Well, maybe, you know, we have Spanish listeners. See, And now they're trying to learn English by listening to our <laughs> podcast, and you keep talking Spanish. Okay. So they're like, oh, damn it. Just talking Spanish. English. So seven is what? Seven oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay. <clears throat> I have an oh, shit moment, but it was delayed. Like, I didn't know I was in an oh, shit moment. So... I, this is back when I was with Schmello, yeah. and I was sent to pick a woman up and drive her to the hospital. She's ah, just not feeling good. Right. And Schmello Cab did a lot of those type rides. Yeah, this was not um, medically well, paid. Yeah, that wasn't okay. paid by medical. She actually came from a rather ritzy neighborhood. Okay. Um, but she didn't have anybody around, and she knew she shouldn't drive because she was feeling okay. really Feeling Ill. weird. Yeah. yeah. And I uh, got her to the hospital. We had a great conversation on the way. I got to the hospital. She said, thanks. Took my mind off it. You know, the conversation and everything. Mm -hmm. Maybe a month later, my phone rings. And it's this woman. I don't know that it's her. And she says, I was the one that was in your cab. I called Yellow Cab to find out who you were. Um, and asked your contact information because I wanted to talk to you. I was in cardiac arrest during the ride. I was really? having a heart attack. While and that's why I wasn't feeling good, and you took my mind off of it, and made me feel comfortable. But as I walked in, they immediately recognized that I was having the okay. heart attack, right? Oh, they could tell, yeah. When yeah. she walked when in, she walked in, she just you know, because they walk up and they say, What are you experiencing? and yeah. she did. And she said, They said, Get in the back, and maybe she... we should learn the warning signs for like you know, how they have things for strokes, and yeah. And I've oh, I was just gonna say, I've seen that about heart attacks, but I think I've seen more about strokes than right. I have about heart attacks. Um, <clears throat> but she was in full-on cardiac arrest wow. at the time. I dismissed it. You know, I'm just going to the hospital because I don't feel well. Right. Maybe she had Everybody grass, does, right? yeah. And But I can't say whether she was clutching her arm or her chest or anything like right. that. All I know is she just felt uncomfortable and felt something was wrong. Uh -huh. And she said, I just want you to know that you saved my life that night. You also kept me at ease until I got to the right. hospital because I was worried. Right. Uh, I could just imagine if you've been driving going, oh, my God, oh, my God. Right, right. right. So it's kind of an oh, shit moment in retrospect because uh -huh. that was, she was having a heart attack. I had a, this wasn't a medically emergent type thing where he had to go to the hospital, but I had, I was driving a guy, <clears throat> wasn't doing any talking or anything, but all of a sudden he starts having this humongous coughing fit, you know, like, and he was coughing very hard and very raspy. And I'm thinking, oh, God, what's this guy got? COVID. And then all of a sudden, I could tell in between coughing spells, he was like, oh, oh. take a deep breath. So he wasn't able to breathe while he was coughing. And it scared me. I'm like, oh, what should I do? You know, because he, he wasn't heading to a hospital or nothing. <laughs> what I did was I stopped the car and I, I got out and opened the back door to, you know, see if... And there were, I there was nothing I could do. He just had to get through the coughing spell, and 
start breathing. That's scary. It was. I had no idea what was going on. I still don't know what was going on, but it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. So. I mean, I've heard people, you know, snoring and gagging in their sleep and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But, choking. And, and choking, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, wow, okay. Yeah. yeah, right there. And they don't know. No. Jeez. <clears throat> so, uh, I mean, aside from that, you were bouncing off mine. Do you have any oh shit moments? Well, there was one there. I was taking a medical patient when I was with Zello Cab. And uh, I was picking her up in the town about 30 miles south of here and taking her to a hospital in the big city oh, down south. Further, yeah. And uh, so she has a 4 o'clock pickup call. I get there at 4 o'clock, and she comes out, and she's pretty feeble. But she's able to, you know, walk with her walker and, you know, get to the cab and everything. And I put her walker in the back and set her up front next to me. This is before pre-COVID time, so we weren't worried about getting germs on people. <laughs> <clears throat> and she, we start heading down there, and she's talking a little bit and saying, oh, I hate, you know, getting up this early. I'm not, you know, everybody says, I'm not used to this. Mm -hmm. And we're chit-chatting, and she goes, I'm just going to, I'm just going to sleep for a little bit. I said, sure, that's fine, you know. We're going down probably 30 minutes later. I kind of look over at her, and she hasn't really moved any and i'm thinking what if she just died in her oh sleep? my god and i start spooking myself thinking that she's passed away so we're driving down and i'm keep looking over and i like shake the car a little to see if <laughs> i can get, her, get rouster no not do that i know i know just to rouse her a little bit to, yeah, like oh what's that to, to make awake. her to make her you know shift or something she doesn't and I'm like, oh, my God, I think I've got a dead person here. What am I going to do? So I stick, I stick, stuck my hand, flat, flat hand underneath her nose to see if I could feel her breathing, wake up right breathing out of her nose. And we hit a bump in my, <laughs> my hand. My hand hit her nose, and she woke up. And, of course, I took my hand away right away, and she didn't realize what I had done. But I was so... I'll let you finish laughing. I'm, I'm just I'm just seeing the image of it. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I'm glad she didn't die. I'm glad I was so relieved that she was alive. Yeah. And she for the rest of the but it was something I brought on myself. I convinced myself that she sure. And you know, sure being in her nineties and it's possible, right? Mm -hmm. But it was sure. just me thinking that and starting to say, oh, my God, is she dead? My heart was racing for you there, though, for a minute there. <laughs> just with the whole hand on the nose. It's just like, oh, no. <clears throat> oh, my God, that's hilarious. Um, well, I'm glad she woke up then because my next move would have been to pinch her nose to see. To see her go, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, cover her mouth. <laughs> she has to wake <laughs> up with that. You're trying to kill me. <laughs> she swallows her dentures. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I would have told her told her my yes, my name is Phil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Sorry, Phil. <laughs> I was at Beavis if that was back in the day. Oh, oh you weren't you were I driving. drove for a year while he was there. Okay. I think this was just after he passed. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I often if if somebody was mad at me and said, I'm gonna call a company on you and I'd say, My name's Beavis as I drive away. Oh, did you? Oh yeah. I was I made up names like my name is victor you know we had no victor that worked there yeah, or, sure. yeah or 
Brian Log. <laughs> Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. Hope <laughs> you're listening. Yeah, if you ever get this far. Yeah. <laughs> he was our dispatcher, and he hated dispatching with yes. a passion. He also hated picking people up because I caught him on a Friday night hiding behind the bank over here by grocery outlet. Just being downtown, Just but not. behind yeah. the bank. Yeah, instead of in front of the bar. That's Sorry, awesome. Brian. Didn't mean to rat you out. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he used to call me uh, Donkey. Oh, yeah. Because. Uh, Don Quixote. No. Well, it could be Don Quixote, right? Uh, he used to call me Donkey because it was from the movie Shrek because oh. I was so annoying to him. Okay, what'd you call him? Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's there's a reason why this is funny because he's a big guy. And he's a pretty big guy. A huge shock of red hair. He yeah. has a, somewhat of a Shrek yeah. demeanor. Yeah. So that was very funny. Yeah. Okay, so uh, my... My oh shit moment turned out to be funny, which is rare. Well, because it? this person lived. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My oh shit moment was, um, speaking of having a concern about your passenger, I had a concern about a passenger. Uh, and this was not someone that called for a cab. I found him um, just before the freeway ramps. He was in the median, kind of where like a lot of homeless people stand with their thing. But he was face down. Oh. Right? So I flipped around that little median, and I pulled over with my hazards on, and I got out, and I'm checking the guy because I'm thinking – yeah, he's, he's dead. dead, you know, but he wasn't. Uh, he was passed out and I asked him if he was OK and I got him in the cab and he was able to talk, but he didn't know where he was. He oh. thought he was in Seattle. Um, so he was a shit face drunk. It became pretty clear quickly that it wasn't that he was shit face drunk. So maybe he was having a stroke. No, I'm sure he was roofied. Oh, uh, because I've seen, you know, how there's a lot of women who say, and we usually imagine women are the ones who are getting roofied, right? right? Like the women I've had in my cab who have been roofied or talk about their experience with being roofied. They know what's going on, but they can't piece it together okay, all the time. Right. You know, like why what's happening is happening, right. why they're feeling the way they're feeling. Um, this guy was the same way. He thought he was in a different city. He didn't, when I explained where he was, he could not the life of him remember wh why he was there right or how he got there oh, yeah anything about that right so we drove around and you could see him thinking through this fog like a bad dream trying uh -huh. to reach why he was where he was and he would say things like bricks brick a brick building but like as he's you're driving by a he's trying thing to with a brick building, he's saying what he's saying. No, no, he's thinking, why am I here? Why did I come here? And he goes, I was at a place that had bricks. It was brick building. I don't know what it was for. And so I took him to, I figured if he was downtown, he was at the bars. And I couldn't think of any brick buildings that would have been outside of downtown. Right. And nothing just came to mind. So I drove to all the different ones and he said, that one and then he said the name of this girl he said i was here to help her she was moving into one of these buildings oh okay and this is why i knew he wasn't drunk because he was trying so hard to grasp the reality of why he was where he was i was with him for about an hour oh wow yeah just because it was the end of the night i was just driving around to the different spots waiting for him to, to surface and I wrote notes on everything he said and where he was going and the time that it was that, that this happened and so on. Um, and then when we got to the place, 
he knew which window he said so this is the hardest part of it he knew which window was hers and he climbed up someone else's window frame Ooh. to get into her window but the thing is he barely knew what was going on up until this moment and, and then even though he was confident i wasn't so confident right i would be the either. window yeah. he was and i was like because he was ringing the door at first the the main door right to the nobody building, come. but nobody was answering so he, he climbed up to that window but i gave him uh all the entire like two pages of notes and i folded it up stuck it in his pocket so that he would have it the next day nice. and he messaged me saying thanks that he must have been roofied because he didn't drink a lot that night and he figured everything out by then was it the right window yeah okay. he in other words he wasn't in jail shot or, or you yeah, know. that's where i got relief because <laughs> you just aided and abetted someone in a way yeah i guess maybe i didn't well i didn't tell him to do it so yeah i've had experience with people who have been roofied but there's a it's hard to tell the difference between someone who's just shit face drunk and someone who has been drugged especially if they don't realize that something is that's right. true yeah it happened with my daughter i picked her outside up outside of the local alternative bar i noticed her standing over there and i just happened to be at that cab stand so i walked over just to say hi and her friend comes over he sees me walking over he he goes something's wrong and i looked at her and i said is everything all right and she goes no i just i had half a drink and i i can barely stand up so we knew right away that she had been tampered with yeah and i told her look we can handle this two ways if you think if you want to go to the hospital i'll take you to the hospital if you want to just go home i'll take you home and she goes i just want to go home yeah so i took her home but yeah i mean it happens out here it happens out and, here. and it happens in waves i don't know if you've noticed that but i noticed like you don't see it for a while and then suddenly there's this rash mm -hmm. of of people getting roofied and they're all coming out of like one particular right. bar which means he's whoever's doing it i always suspect college kids mm -hmm. you know but whoever's doing it works out of that bar yeah not works at the bar i meant like operates right not works know, for, for the, the bar, bar but operates out of the bar in that bar trying to nail girls yeah. or whatever or something so first of all they have to say okay i want this drug to put in people's right. drinks because i, I think have they a... can i think there's ways that you can get the recipe online so i don't think oh. you actually need to so but, but well, what i am saying is that there's a it's not like it's just something that happens to be around you formally i imagine have to actively S seek it out, seek it out mm -hmm. whether you're buying the recipe well we know of a guy up north here one of the towns up north that he his reputation is that he does that to women and we won't pick him up anymore okay yeah yeah hey well that's our episode yeah. we'll get to thank you got a joke for us this evening and it is evening our uh <clears throat> it's night yeah it's it's dark we actually had to turn the light on in the cab yeah. to to see some of the stuff we're doing because uh it's nighttime i, I remember you talking about this i don't want to jack off davis and make sure i'm grabbing the right right what Look, oh, see how your mind went directly to dirty things. Mm-hmm. My fault. I do. My I, bad. Yep, you're bad. I do have a joke for you. Okay. What's the difference between a wife and a job? I don't know. After a year, your job will still suck. I get it, because the wife doesn't suck. Doesn't suck after you because she's got you. Yeah. Once you put the ring on. I thought finger. it meant like because she's awesome now. She just doesn't. Not suck. that kind of suck. No. <laughs> Your job being sucky 
yeah, that means it's not awesome anymore. But your wife not sucking is not. Got it. Got it. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good night, everybody. Stay positive, kids. Good show, Jimmy Buffett. Thanks for coming along with us on That Taxi Podcast. We'll be back next week with a whole new episode, and you can find us on Spotify or wherever you download your podcasts. Wherever you download this podcast. Oh, right. Sorry. We want your thoughts, ideas, and feedback on today's episode. So please contact us, and we really do want you to contact us at thattaxipodcast.com, at Twitter, on Facebook, and Instagram. See you next week. See you next week.